having that sort of camaraderie around your physical experience in your life is invaluable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of The Squad Room. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If this is your 20th time listening, thank you. This is awesome that we've reached 20 episodes. When I started, uh, I wasn't sure where this was going to go. And so far, we hit 20, and we're just I feel like we're just picking up. So anyway, I'm your host, Garrett Slaw. I'm an active sergeant for a sheriff's department in Southern California, and this is my little pet project. The Squad Room is devoted to optimizing the health and wellness of police officers and first responders around the world. When I talk about health and wellness, I don't just mean physical health and exercise, but how to maintain and improve our health and our wellness and our mindfulness. Basically, any topic that can make us better people, better cops, better firemen, better paramedics, whatever it is we do, however we can be better when we're out there in the field protecting uh, our flock. Our guest today is Andy Petronic. He's a cool guy. But first, uh, before I tell you more about him, I want you to stop what you're doing, except don't press stop on this because you don't even have to. If you haven't signed up for our mailing list yet... Text 44222, uh, sorry, I can never get that right. Text the squad room, all one word, to 44222, and you can get signed up for the mailing list right from your phone. You don't even have to stop playing uh, on this podcast. Stop. Pr- I really can't talk this morning. Anyway, text the squad room to 44222, and you can get signed up for a mailing list from your phone. You don't have to press stop on this podcast or do anything else. Now, if you are driving, let's pause until you uh, at least get to a safe spot before you do that. All right. I've apparently had too much caffeine this morning. Two two different coffee meetings and coffee before the kids woke up, and apparently I am jacked up. Anyway, today's guest is Andy Petronic. Andy's name might be familiar to anyone who's been in CrossFit for a while. Andy was until recently the owner of CrossFit LA, one of the first CrossFit affiliates in the world. And when I was living in L.A., Andy had Petronic Fitness. And he was one of those kind of trainers to the stars kind of guys that you would hear about every so often. But there's a lot more to Andy than just that. Uh, Andy was an officer in the Marine Corps before his professional fitness career. And he's done a lot of uh, competitive sports and eco-challenge races. He's biked across Costa Rica, which I am extremely jealous of. uh, Because I could barely drive across Costa Rica during my honeymoon. And uh, obviously an avid mountain biker. A few years ago... And he started devoting a lot of his time to a new creation of his, something I participated in many years ago without even knowing him, uh, was which is the whole life challenge. And if you are a member at a CrossFit gym, you might have come across this uh, event that's sponsored by the gym, but it's really, really blown up in the last couple of years and it's become its own thing. So what is the whole life challenge? Well, uh, I could spend a good 20, 30 minutes talking about all the different things about it, but essentially it's an eight-week online health and wellness improvement program. Now, that sounds boring as get out, but it's not. It's not. And I say health and wellness because if I said it was a fitness program, that would be inaccurate. And if I said it was just a nutrition program, that would also be inaccurate. There's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different modalities. Uh, I guess they call them habits, but modalities that you go through during the whole life challenge um, to improve yourself. And it's about forming new habits. So anyway, it's an online program where you can sign up as an individual. You can sign up uh, a group of friends and do it as a team, which is what the CrossFit gyms often do. And it's eight weeks. 
And you go through every day uh, a scoring system on how good you scored on nutrition, your mobility, your exercise, your sleep, your hydration, uh, something they call a lifestyle practice, which every so often they add a different element to it, which might be gratitude or uh, mindfulness or something like that. And then uh, there's a reflection modality too, uh, to give you some uh, centeredness uh, through the program. I did it, uh, one of the first iterations of it, and I uh, really experienced a lot of great things. It definitely helps form new habits. And since this is a podcast devoted to people who are looking to improve their health, uh, the Whole Life Challenge was kind of a natural conversation topic. And Andy uh, is kind of friends of friends. Uh, he's a he's actually Traver's old coach uh, from when Traver first started in CrossFit. And he's good friends with Scott McGee, our guest from episode 16, and several other people. Uh, and uh, I just really liked this product. Uh, I have no stake in it. There's no sponsorship here or anything like that. But I just really enjoyed what they're going for. I like how it's set up. I like the scoring system. Uh, I like the different levels. If you want to be hardcore, you can be hardcore. Or if you are just taking baby steps into getting better, there's a division for that too. Uh, you can check it out at wholelifechallenge.com or you can follow Andy on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Andy Petronic. Uh, Petronic is P-E-T-R-A-N-E-K. Uh, if you want to check out Whole Life Challenge on Instagram, it's at Whole Life Challenge or on Twitter, it's at Whole Life. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, and we get into a lot of good stuff with him. Uh, and he's just a lot of fun. He invited me over to his house, opened his house, was very warm and gracious, uh, and uh, we had a good time talking. He's he's an easy guy to talk to. Before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsors for this episode, SB Tactical and the iCombat Active Shooter Training System. The iCombat Training System is an active shooter and firearms qualification system. The way it works is each officer is outfitted with a Molly-style tack vest, headband, and receiver that all have sensors on them. You're also given or given the option of a replica AR-15 and a replica Glock pistol. Now, replica is not a really good word because uh, the the Glocks and ARs both cycle like real guns. They emit gunshot sounds and they each have muzzle flashes. For example, I carry a Glock 17 on duty. That's my uh, preferred optional weapon. And putting the iCombat Glock in my hand versus my Glock is almost indistinguishable if you did it with your eyes closed. Part of that is because they have weighted magazines and they have an actual uh, mag release on them. So you have uh, ammo accountability. So you have to keep track of your ammo during these training sessions. The AR also functions uh, with a safety and has single shot and burst modes. Uh, iCombat's or SP Tactical's uh, slogan for this is that it's not a simulation system. It's replication, and that's really true. And because of this, you can take it anywhere. There's no site prep, no ammo costs, and none of the safety issues that come with live fire or Sims training. I hate Sims training for a variety of reasons I've already ranted about on previous episodes, so I won't get into it here. But this system has all of the benefits and none of the liabilities. To prove that point, watch that video at sbtactical.com, where they use a functioning terminal at Burbank Airport for active shooter training. They get a bunch of agencies together, and they close down a terminal, uh, and they go through some actual active shooter scenarios. And you'll see in this video how people respond when they're getting shot at. Now, how do you know that they're getting shot at? Well, your vest lights up and all that, but you also get a little voltage shock from that receiver I talk about. Not enough to hurt, but enough to make it uh, sting a little bit and make you know that you're getting uh, getting zapped. I would say it's less painful to getting stung with a simu- uh, Sims round. Uh, and also, you don't have to clean your gear afterwards because you don't get paint everywhere. 
Uh, it's pretty, a pretty cool system. You can check them out at sbtactical.com, and that's their iCombat system. And it's that 5,000 volts that adds that last element of replication because when you're struck with that and you get that burst, you'll see if people in the video react and respond, break from their, their program or break from their plan or break from their objective when they start receiving fire. I went through that training with my own department long before I knew who these guys were and long before I even had this podcast. I went through it and wore this system in training and immediately saw uh, how realistic it was. And if your training cadre does a really good job with their training, as mine does, they can really make this as close to real as possible. It's pretty it's pretty wild. So definitely go over to sbtactical.com, check them out. All right, so on to today's show with Andy Patronic and the Whole Life Challenge. Andy, thanks for being here today. It's great to be here. I appreciate the time, the hospitality. You uh, invited me over to your house uh, for this. That's very kind. Sorry, it's not a bigger room. It's, uh, you know, we're in my little office, so. Well, I have yet. You, I haven't invited you to the professional recording studio at my place, which doubles as my garage, which, tri- <laughs> which triples as my laundry room, and quadruples as my uh, workout area and the kids' stuff. So trust me, I'm. Uh, so I'm, we got. So this is. We can spread out here. This, this is, is actually this pretty is roomy good. and highly professional to me. <laughs> okay, great, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to. I, I posted a photo the other day. Oh man, this was bad. Uh, of like me doing a podcast. I was doing a Skype interview with somebody and. Um, I did a photo while I did it, and my wife, my wife's laundry was in the background. <laughs> Wait, who was more upset by that, you or her? Oh, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. That's all right. So, yeah, um, that came down rather quickly, and then we scrubbed the photo. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, course. yeah, no, my uh, yeah, this, these are these, these digs are quite nice. Uh, so, thank you for having me here. Cool. Um, I gave a little bit of uh, your background into your, in the introduction. Um, we have a connection uh, through Traver, mm-hmm. who if anyone who's listening to the show, if this is not their first episode, knows Traver's involvement here and that he's been uh, instrumental in this the whole way. Um, you, uh, you've been in, you're down here in Los Angeles. You've been in the Los Angeles uh, fitness scene, for lack of a better term, for quite some time. Yep. Um, I mean, I remember when I lived down here, I would see your name pop up uh, as as one of the um, trainers to the stars mm. kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny, I didn't ever train very many celebrities, but I but uh, it would pop up. I think that's just part of the thing. If you're if you're known in L.A. as a trainer, you're a trainer to the stars. Yeah. Like it just goes with the territory. It's assumed. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's ass- it's assumed that down here you must be training stars. If, right. If you're right. successful, um, so you started. Uh, with Patronic Fitness mm-hmm. in LA. Was that at the same location that, sh- that No, it's I actually started before Patronic Fitness. I was a trainer. I just uh, I was uh, I didn't even have a, I didn't have a gym. I didn't have a location. I had a, a car and mm-hmm. a Swiss ball and a balance board and uh, my feet, my running shoes and you know, I would go out and meet people at the Strand or meet people on the beach or meet people at uh, <clears throat> Palisades Park in Santa Monica mm-hmm. and um, we'd run, we'd you know, I used to do I used to train people. I was an I was an endurance athlete, uh, sponsored by Red Bull. I did adventure racing, and um, you know I was in great shape. And people would look to me and said, "How did you do that? How did you get in such great shape?" And I I just kind of fell into training. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I opened the first gym, which was Patronic Fitness, um, it was about six months after learning what CrossFit was, and it was a direct. I'd always kind of felt like I wanted a place, but CrossFit. And Greg Glassman and Greg and Lauren were instrumental in 
giving me the vision of, okay, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is how I can do it. This is what it looks like. And, and I opened up the gym and, um, you know, kind of never looked back. Which became CrossFit LA. Became right? CrossFit LA. Um, we were Patronic Fitness for about five years um, <clears throat> in, a, in our first location. And when we moved locations, that's when we switched the name to CrossFit LA. And it, you were one of the... Uh, what, what number affiliate were you? Well, we, it's funny. It's kind of a running joke. We, um, you know, as affiliates drop off the list, um, you know, you move up. They, I move up. <laughs> yeah. So we're number nine, I think, right now on the list. Hmm. I we probably were like eleven or twelve. I don't know, but we were very early. I I, very I early. learned of it. My first seminar certification. It was three days certification. There was no agenda. I mean, there was an agenda on their end, but they didn't have like a. There weren't. There were not nine fundamental movements. There were mm-hmm. none of the stuff that, you, that is in place now, and um, you know, uh, there were there were like seven of us or eight of us. I don't know. It, Greg Glassman ran the whole thing. <clears throat> it was very very family. We went to his house. We drank beers. We watched MMA, um, UFC. It, it was um, <clears throat> way different yeah. than it is now. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. What, so, what year are we talking? There was two, this was 2004. So Wait it was then. about in June or May, you know, May or June of 2004. Very cool. Um, it's interesting. You, that must've been a very small community back then. And, and, um, I was speaking with, um, another mutual friend, Scott McGee, mm-hmm. uh, earlier who was talking about how, um, especially in the Los Angeles, anybody involved in CrossFit in 2006 knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very yep. much, uh, a close community. We've had Greg Amundsen on this show too. And yeah. he's uh, obviously one of those original guys from way back, way back in the day. Yeah, He and Dave Lees were, were the guys on the DVDs and videos that we, that we watched at the yeah. beginning. And, uh, you know, looked at it, we looked at them in awe, like you had a sub eight minute Helen mm-hmm. and we didn't really know what we were looking at until we tried Helen. And then, you know, you're, you're hitting 10 minutes or 11 minutes and being like, how the hell did those guys do this? Yeah. He's still um, like that. He's still like that. He's still he, like that. When I went up to interview him, we, I jumped in on a, 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 a wad for the day with his, his class, which was all first responders. And it was a small class, so he joined the group. And he still smoked everybody while still coaching. Right. The, the, he would, like, take a break and go cheer everybody on and pat them on the back and then jump back in. And he still had a better time than everybody. Yeah, I'm and not he's, surprised. He's, he's a beast. He's, he's like RoboCop. I mean, he's just yeah. crazy. So a couple of years ago... Um, Kind of, it sounds like it was something that was kind of organically happened out of your gym, but you created the whole life challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I also uh, partook in uh, one of the early iterations of. Um, what, what's your explanation for what the whole life challenge is? We, you know, when we invented it or created it, whatever you want to call it, we were looking for a way to engage our clients um, outside the gym. Like, we, you know, like my biggest frustration as a trainer is and was or was i guess always will always be i'm only with somebody in those three hours a week that i see them right i Mm -hmm. i can't i don't have much influence over what they do when they're not with me so i was always looking for ways to keep my clients engaged when they weren't at the gym and engagement is interesting because it requires them to want something more and, and it, and it is very helpful to have other people that are engaged too. Sure. Right. Like community helps and, and, and fun helps and, you know, like events help. But if, if I start scheduling events, that puts more burden on me. If I, if, if I have to create these communities or drive it 
or create content for it or make it happen, it creates more burden on me. And I didn't have more burden. I didn't have more time. I didn't have more energy. I, you know, I had 300 members in my gym. I didn't have more time to, to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do I do this without me doing more work? And, um, my head coach at the time, Michael Stanwyck, who's my co-founder of the Holy Challenge, we sat down and we, you know, we, we were like, okay, well, how do we do this? We, we had attended a nutrition seminar and we were really excited about the information that was presented in the seminar. And we thought, okay, we got to figure out a way to get our clients this information. And we created this program called Food You. It was a 12-week course. And, um, you know, you'd come in every week. You had to get your blood tested at the beginning and you did your blood test at the end. Well, it was expensive. We, I think we charged four ninety five for it. We only had 12 people start, and by the time it was over, three people were three people had finished. You know, it doesn't make a difference if three people out of 300 do it. There mm -hmm. was no community around it. People didn't really give a crap. It was long. It was, you know, it was kind of boring. Mm -hmm. And we, th we finished that, and we're like, well, this didn't matter. And what does matter? And we'd been doing fitness challenges for years. I, way before I ever started CrossFit, I'd been doing what I called the Patronic Fitness Challenge, which was do a set of events or a workout on day one and then eight to 12 weeks later, do it again and see how much you've improved. Mm -hmm. So we thought, what if we were to add components to that fitness challenge to see what happened to, to, you know, to engage people in these other, in these other ways, in these other elements. And, uh, I don't know how really we came up with the model, um, just sitting and talking and, you know, the, the point we came up with a point system. We came up with these areas, nutrition and, and stretching and exercise and, um, um, lifestyle practices. And now we have, we have hydration and supplementation in the mix and reflecting, reflecting back on what you've done, writing about what you've done each day. And, um, um, when we ran that first challenge, it was only open to our gym. We had 150 people do it and all the things that we wanted to have accomplished in the, in terms of engagement and mm -hmm. people doing stuff happened every, I mean, way more than we ever could have dreamed possible. They were, people were organizing paleo potlucks. They were meeting on a Sunday night and each would bring a different meal and they would trade meals and then take the other meals home. And so they'd have meals for the week. People were meeting for workouts outside of the gym. People were asking each other which restaurants to go to for for compliant whole life challenge compliant meals. Mm -hmm. The uh, I mean, it was it was it was amazing. We're like, what? This is unbelievable. How do you know? How do we top this? Mm -hmm. We we did it the year after, and we invited them to invite their friends and family, and it doubled in size. And the same sort of results happened, but even more impactful because all of a sudden the people that were most important to them in their life got to participate. And then we decided, well, this is too good not to share. Let's have the CrossFit gyms that we know participate too. And we opened it up to a worldwide event. We partnered with a former business partner of mine who was running a consulting practice, um, a, a, a CrossFit-specific gym, gym business owner consulting practice. And um, uh, we suddenly had 5,000 people in the Whole Life Challenge. Wow. And, um um, we've been running them two or three times a year ever since. And we most recently had 15,000 people in the, in the challenge, we had 20,000 people in the new year's challenge. Um, it's become kind of a, its own thing. You know, I, I recently sold CrossFit LA and then totally out of the gym business and training business. And I'm really focusing full time on the whole life challenge. And, um, it's a, it's a thing.
It's a really cool, it's changing, it's literally changing people's lives left, right, up, down. It's, it's really, really cool. It's, awesome. it's done everything I ever dreamed it could do and more. That's amazing. So you mentioned the components. Um, obviously, nutrition is, is a big part of that. And mm-hmm. then do, um, do you prescribe a, a workout every day or is it, is there a, how does that physicality come? come yes, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, we, we have a bit of a different philosophy than a lot of the, you know, challenges you might see out in the world. And especially given your community, you know, uh, I was a Marine law enforcement, you know, we have a mentality of challenge means it's a got to be hard or almost impossible to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And, so there has to be a super hard wad every day and like, it's going to be, you know, I probably won't even finish. And like all these, like the crazy thoughts that go around people with our personality types mm-hmm. heads, because we've been kind of indoctrinated in that kind sure, of system, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is not that. <laughs> Let's just get that right out of the, out of the way. It's uh, a kinder, gentler challenge. This is, this is, I mean, this, it, you know, if that's what you're looking for, don't, don't even bother going to the website. Um, it's a, we measure results in terms of, you know, like 20 years from now. Are, mm-hmm. are you creating and cultivating habits that lead to a healthier, um, a healthier life mm-hmm. in, in 20 years from now, not tomorrow, not how ripped can your, you know, how big your biceps are or how ripped you look or, you know, how many sit-ups, push-ups, squats, and pull-ups can you do in, in 20 minutes kind of strength. And that's valuable. I'm not saying that's not valuable. So we don't publish a workout every day. Um, our requirement for exercise is you have to do 10 minutes. Well, that's kind of ambiguous. What is, what is 10 minutes of exercise? Well, you get to decide like my mom's definition of exercise is different than mine is different than yours is different than, you know, anybody else's. And if you to say, if you say it counts, then it counts. It's good. Good for us. We're cultivating the habit of doing the exercise. You can go as hard or as easy as you want. Mm-hmm. You can count active recovery. You can count a walk around the block. You can count CrossFit. You can count yoga. You can count, um, you know, running on the treadmill. You can count doing squats at your lunch break. You know, it's got to be 10 minutes. Yeah. And um, that's really the only requirement. And we don't, you know, the other piece that, that you know, you your question was, do we publish the, 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 the workout? And, and one of the reasons we don't, is we want this to be a co-creation. So we don't want to be the provider of all the information for you so that you look to us as the source for everything. We want you to have to actually contribute to your own growth. And there, there is no lack of information in the world. You can find on the internet with Google pretty much anything you want, but you've got to find it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to decide, is this right for my life? And go out there and find it. Like there's a lot available on our website, but we don't tell you like there's a certain amount of laziness that is, that is cultivated in the culture of I'm going to join this program and they're going to tell me what to do every day. Sure. And we, we, that's not what we, uh, that's not our philosophic mindset. We want you to be engaged and part of the equation. Well, it seems, it seems like that's an important element because, um, what's the saying? Um, you can teach you can teach a man to fish. I'm going to screw this up, but you can give a man a fish or you, uh, you feed him for a day. You teach a man to fish. You can feed him for a lifetime. Right. That same sort of idea of, um, taking ownership of, of the decision-making mm-hmm. not only probably lessens the intimidation long-term of, I don't know what to do. I have to rely on somebody else. 
I mean, um, but if you, like you say, take a, take ownership of it and, uh, and you, you might break down some barriers, break down some walls, learn some things, and then you're taking ownership of that. Now it's on you and it's making those decisions for yourself. That's right. interesting that right. that's so intentional. Um, do you think that the, is it, is the 10 minutes a day, a more of an issue of do something, but more importantly, create a habit? Because 10, 10 minutes, anybody can do 10 minutes, right? So Theoretically. Theoretically, anyway. I mean, it's 56 days mm-hmm. every day. So, you know, I'm not saying that you should exercise like a raging bull every day for 56 days. Right. But, you know, some of those days are going to be recovery days. You should be active. You know, 10 minutes of activity, throwing a Frisbee with your kids, you know, playing, kicking the ball around, throwing, you know, um, going for a walk. You know, if, you're, if you've been training hard five days in a row or four days in a row or six days in a row or you had, you know, crazy shifts when you're working in the military or the or law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, it may be just fine to count being active and going for a walk in your dog, you know, like, okay, cool. It's, it's, acti- it's activity. That's, that, that counts. Yeah. It's intentional, yeah. you know? Again, that decision and putting that on your – Right. Putting that on yourself and then – I think that's that's an easy number to hit because, and then you don't feel defeated either. Right, you're not hitting. A, oh, I have to do thirty minutes, and then I only got twenty. And oh, what's the point? Because because I, I know how many times I've convinced myself not to work out at all when I didn't have thirty minutes. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have thirty minutes. Oh, fine, it's not worth it. I yeah. won't even. I won't even lace up my shoes. Typically, I can never. I never can say I don't have ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Typically, when I start, I spend more time than 10 minutes, yeah. you know, like I'll go for 20 minutes or, you know, something else if I, if I'm going to get started, but time kind of magically creates itself. Right. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Um, okay. So nutrition, uh, the, the working out hydration, mm-hmm. you mentioned reflection. That was one, um, that I remember, uh, when, when my gym went through it, um, a lot of, uh, raised eyebrows mm-hmm. and Traver, you know, Traver, he, yeah. um, he is a big proponent of meditation, mm-hmm. reflection, how, whatever you whatever word you want to put on that, but he was, that was a big emphasis for him. Um, why do you think there's resistance for that? And then also what, I guess maybe explain what your version of reflection is for this. Yeah. So reflection is really for us is really about looking at not, not only doing what you need to do, but looking back at what you did. So I think too often in life we, go through what we need to do. We look at our to-do list and we start checking shit off and, um, or we start writing stuff down. We start recording information. Like we have so much data. If you were a Fitbit, you have data. You have tons and tons and tons and tons of data. How often do you go back and look at the data? Was, was what you did, were the choices you made effective? Did, did they lead to the result you wanted? What was the result you're looking for? Were you looking to do 10,000 average 10,000 steps a day for 20, 20 weeks or every day? Did, did the choices you make lead to that or were you looking for something else? We, we, are not, we're a culture of data overload and lack of regular evaluation. And so the reflection is the practice of regular self-evaluation. It's looking back over your day at the things you did, at the choices you made and saying to yourself, oh, that worked. Oh, no, that didn't work. And, or I acknowledge myself for having made that choice or I acknowledge myself. These are the great things that happened to me today. 
They don't necessarily have to have anything to do with the seven daily habits. They don't necessarily have to have anything to do with your food choices. They could be, you know, we're, we're in the middle of um, a lifestyle practice this week that's gratitude and um, positivity. And in the reflections, your requirement in your reflection is that you reflect on either things you're grateful for, three things that you're either grateful for or that were positive about your day. Um, how often do we stop to reflect about those things in regular life? Like we don't bother or we do, but it's so fleeting. It's so quick that there's no consciousness around it. So this forces you to slow down enough to write it, share it with your community and with other people and create a context for what's going on in your life. And even if nobody ever reads it, which, which these are all public, they're not, we don't have any option right now for a private law logbook. Like this isn't a logbook. It's a game. And, and every, so everybody gets to read it. So you don't, you know, if you're oogling your best friend's wife, you know, don't write that. Um, uh, don't do that either. But, <laughs> uh, but we're not here to tell you, you know, to judge your morals or your values, but, um, but don't write about it because it's yeah. public. Um, but it's, 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 it's a way, like I always say that reflection is the, the, you get double bonus for the things you do in the whole life challenge. So it's like you do six daily habits and then you get to relive your six daily habits in your reflection. So you get double credit for having done what you've done because you're looking at how you did it mm-hmm. and acknowledging what you did or what you didn't do and then making adjustments based on that. Fantastic. Um, you say you start them every, what, about two to three times a year. You're in the R- middle right of now we do three a year. Yeah. yeah we, we, you know, we, we've been, um, the idea was always that we ran them similarly to the way, say, a marathon runs. Like you can run a marathon distance. You can run a marathon distance anytime you want. You go out and mark a 26.2-mile course or with a GPS, just go run 26.2 miles. But it's not the same as running the New York City Marathon. Right. So the whole life challenge without the worldwide momentum is really not the whole life challenge. It's, it's, it's doing the habits – and there's value in that, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So we've run them three times a year. We do it one in January. We do one um, in May. We do one in, uh, this is when we start, and then start another one in September. We're considering uh, upping the frequency so that we're, we're, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into um, the, the amount of information that we provide in each challenge. So there's a lot of work in providing that. We, we have to be ready for doing that, the amount of work that it takes to, support the challenge yeah but um because right now it's one of the frustrating things is somebody comes to our website it's october 1st the september challenge started three weeks before so you Mm -hmm. you can't join that one and the next challenge doesn't start till january 17th and you know like somebody that is that is ready to do something quite honestly probably you'll look somewhere else and find something else yeah because when they're ready they're ready and we know that, and we're, it frustrates. It mm-hmm. frustrates us because we're like, damn it, we should have a challenge ready for them to join. And right now we don't. Yeah. Um, so you you designed this. You created this. What are uh, – um, and, and I mean, let me back up a little bit too. So the, someone signs up for this online. They don't necessarily have to do this through their gym, although this is a popular thing that gyms band together to do as a group. Yeah. But uh, you don't even have to be a member of a gym to do it. You can no. just sign up and do all this from your house. Yep. Um, and, and it's an online community. Yep. Um, the, the group helps. So 
not necessarily being a member of a gym that's doing it, but if you sign up on your own in, in getting at least one other person to join you, your group mm. could be a group of two. You're, you're, you're double the effectiveness of just doing it yourself, of yeah. having somebody, you know, that you're committed to that. It's, you know, it's your wife, it's your girlfriend, it's your, it's your best friend. It's your, it's your roommate. It's your coworker. Um, somebody else that has, has meaning to you in your life or two, three, two or three people or five people or, you know, whatever. And the, and the beautiful thing about the online world, it could be somebody that lives in, in England and it could be somebody else that lives in, you know, in Zimbabwe and somebody else that lives in, you know, or your, neighbor, or your you know, neighbor's wife or, or your neighbor's. Yeah. We have, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's cool. You can bring a worldwide network of people in one little group or you can do it with your geographic yeah a geographic team but team really matters community really matters and if you don't have a community you can just join and do the challenge on your yeah own. that that accountability to someone else is always very helpful yeah it's a big thing so um as the as the guy that uh created it or co-created it um what what are your tips for having a successful experience well, I think the first, you know, that first one is, is, is a team is, is, I mean, that's really, really big. Um, you know, when you do it with your gym, if you're in a CrossFit community or you're in a, we have corporations now that are doing it as a wellness program. Oh, cool. So we've had, um, I think the largest one has been, we've had about 300 people on their team. Um, you know, when you're in a organization or a gym that's doing it and you, you, you have a, you have that community. And you've got those teammates that are either a looking in at what you're doing online and, and care, they give a shit or, um, or you're getting together and doing shit on your, you know, physically in, yeah. in, in, in the physical world. And the, so, so helpful if you're doing it just on your own or you want to create your own team, um, joining and doing that is probably the biggest, my biggest tip for everyone. Like, it's funny because it, it always comes across as a little weird given that we benefit if you bring a friend, right? Cause I make right. more money. I, you know, the challenge makes more money. If you bring not only yourself, but your girlfriend and your wife and your, my girlfriend and my wife, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixed on that. I don't know how, how that keeps coming up. Um, uh, you know, you, you know, but, but in all honesty, it behooves you to bring, those people that mean the most in your life with you to do the challenge with you. Sure. Um, it's like having a workout partner. Yeah. It's like having a wingman, you know, if you're a pilot or, you know, whatever. So, um, the, the, the other piece that is, well, there, there may, I may have more than two. So I, I, I don't, yeah. whatever comes up. Um, another, another one that's, that strikes me as, as really important is striving to not try to be perfect. And, um, you know, I find, I find that, uh, you know, CrossFit taught me a long time ago that, that men will die for points. I mean, like we will do <laughs> yeah. the stupidest things to get score more points on. There's a workout called fight on bad that we do that, that, uh, yeah. you know, like 400 points. Yeah. And then you can't move for like seven days yeah. afterwards, you know, like, <laughs> holy shit, what happened to my arms? Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's been responsible for a lot of amazing breakthroughs for me personally, you know, like, fuck, I can, I can do over 60 pull-ups. Like, holy shit. I never, when I started CrossFit, I could do 12, you know, I never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that was possible. 
at the same time, it, it doesn't necessarily lead to long-term improvement because very often what happens when you get very, very excited about something new and fresh and you sign up and it's a boot camp or it's something hardcore and you decide you're, you know, some sort of extreme weight loss thing or like the biggest loser, let's just, yeah. you know, um, the, the changes you make in the first four weeks or five weeks, they're just not sustainable. Like, and what ends up invariably happening is you can't, uh, you can't continue the momentum. You, you don't, you know, like you, you hit big roadblocks and, um, you know, motivation tanks and desire tanks. And it's not as much fun anymore. And it's actually hard and you quit or you make it through to the end and you keep going and you, you know, you, you see whatever results you see. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. I made it. I'm going to go back to my regular life now where pizza is normal and beer is normal and, and ice cream is normal and kids parties is normal and football on the weekends is normal. And you did the challenge and it had its part in your life. And now you're going to get on with the rest of your life. And you hope, you, oh, I hope I can keep some of these things. I hope I can keep some of this, this progress. And most people don't, most yeah. people, they, you know, they, they, they yo-yo right back up to, if it, if it was about weight loss, they yo-yo back up to a weight because it wasn't a permanent change. So what I encourage people to do is to bite off a very small piece, slightly more, uh, a slight stretch from what they're doing today, whether it's a change in nutrition, a change in an exercise habit, you know, like if you're regularly exercising, uh, two days a week at this point, it might be that you shouldn't commit to doing seven days for 10 minutes a day. Maybe you commit to doing four days and that's success for you. If, 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 if seven days in a row at 10 minutes, if your context has been, you have to have an hour to work out, maybe seven days at 10 minutes is okay. Mm -hmm. But it's about stretching yourself just a little bit beyond where you are so that the stretch is almost unnoticeable, like just a little bit more than what you're doing today. And if you're able to do that, very often you're able to hang on to those changes. After the challenge is over, you're able to go, Oh, I can I can keep doing this. This is not that far off from what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. It's not that different. Yeah. Um. So, trying to be perfect, typically, like taking the top level, being the hardcore extreme person, winning at all costs, earning as many points as you can. The points are there for fun. The points are there for so you got something to compare to your friends, but they're not there to to. To, to try to kick everyone else's ass, mm-hmm. you know, and, or try to win necessarily. Because the winner in the whole life challenge is really the person that, who cares what the points are? They're, the winner is the person that's able to sustain this over the next five years or yeah. seven years. Like I, the first whole life challenge, I went off diet, Diet Coke, Diet Dr. Pepper were my go-to drinks. And I decided, okay, no more Diet Coke, no more Diet Dr. Pepper. And I used to buy it by the case. I mean, it was, it was, it was obscene how much I was drinking. And uh, I bought a soda stream which is a bubbly water maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had one since. I mean, in four, four and a half years. Wow. So, um, I love bubbly water. I, I, I go through one of those CO2 things, you know, at least once a month. Um, but I would say that's a major shift in my, in, sure. in the, 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 the good food, the good water that's going in and not the crap that was going in before. Yeah. So, um, you just don't know what those things are going to be unless you, don't 
worry too much about being perfect yeah. and, and losing points. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, that's a key point, especially for me. And I think for anybody, and you, like you talk about like our, 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 uh, our personality of, you know, military or, or Leo yeah. and, um, you got to have a big challenge. You got to do it perfectly. Right. You got to be a type A, all that sort of stuff. And I know that through the last couple months of, of working through this very uh, publicly that, yeah, when you, when you take something on and you go, I'm going to, you know, 90 minutes, five times a week. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And then your, your motivation tanks, your self-confidence tanks, all those things. And it's, and even if I was only doing 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's better than nothing, of course, mm-hmm. right? And that's the, I think that's a great mindset to take. 15 is better than zero. Right. Um, 90 is probably unrealistic. Right. And you got to be realistic. And, and I think that's, that's probably the best tip I've, I've heard in a long time. Just, just stretch it just a little bit. Um, I mean, Tim Ferriss made that very clear in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about minimum effective dose. Yeah. Yeah. And but in order to determine the minimum effective dose, you have to decide. Well, what does it mean to be effective? Are are you? Or what what's your goal? If you go back to the the whole purpose of reflection, what is the purpose of this? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And if if the purpose is long term, if you can think, if you can keep yourself around long term health and well being, like how are you going to be when you're sixty? How are you going to be when you're fifty? How are you going to be when you're eighty? Are the choices I'm making today now? Now, I mean, that's indirect conflict potentially with what you have to do for your job because you know strapping on you know deuce gear and and uh your i don't know what you call it in leo but your well your 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 body armor your yeah the vests your vest and your stuff and and, that, yeah. and then going out and maybe getting shot i mean that's not conducive to uh to you know being <laughs> a lifetime fitness no. right <laughs> and, but but um but it's a different context i mean this is a different this this is there is a place what well, i guess what i'm saying is there is a place for being in the best shape of your life and pushing yourself hard and, you know, hitting the wall and I, I CrossFit is fantastic for that. Right. Um, I'm not suggesting that, that they're, that they are one replaces the other. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a very different, uh, it's a very different kind of challenge. Yeah. It's a very different kind of context. Well, I think that's a good, that's yeah, no, I think it's important that you clarify that, but also at the same time, I, I you know, with, for example, me if I have three days on three days off or four days off depending on my week, um, I might get three or four good workouts in. But those other days that I'm working, I might only literally have those ten minutes to walk the dog or right. um, between getting kids kids to bed and, and mm-hmm. up at four or something a.m. you know for work. So if I think I'm I have a little light bulb going off in my head as we talk that you know maybe uh, maybe adjusting goals given the day. Um, is something that needs to be more emphasis, and then you're, you're a little bit more, uh, you're, you're you're more forgiving uh, on the days that you don't necessarily hit the the sixty to ninety minutes at the gym that we I'd all probably like to have, um, but just don't logistically have the opportunity to to achieve. And that, well, and then how do you treat yourself when you don't? You don't have the time for sixty to ninety minutes, right? You, yeah. But you got your kids to school. You got up at four o'clock in the morning. You worked a hard shift. You, you know, you're exhausted at the end of the day. Do you feel guilty for not having done sixty to ninety minutes, or can you find a way to get in ten minutes of something? Yeah. And then give yourself a pat on the back, going, "Wow, look, look what I did!" Like, yeah. there's a, it's, yeah. it's like positive reinforcement, positive reinforcement coaching on yourself. Yeah. I had a conversation the other day with a, with an uh, best-selling author named Steve Chandler. And he was talking about um, how we know, we know that if it's our kid, we're talking to our kid, 
and we're trying to get him to be a better pianist or better baseball player, do we yell and scream and tell him how terrible he is for not having practiced and how, what a piece of crap he is and you know, how like, no, we, no, we don't. Or if we do, we know we shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yet we do that to ourselves. We we finish our day. We might not say it out loud. And you might not reflect on it in a public forum, but you might write about it in your private diary. And Mm -hmm. you certainly are telling yourself, well, fuck, I suck. I didn't get a 69. I know what I need to do. I, you know, you end up guilting yourself or shaming yourself. And, um, it, it doesn't work. It's, it's not effective. You yeah. Know? So if you're able to sh- kind of shift that context and, uh, you know, mobility is one of the, one of the seven daily habits in the challenge. How many guys do you know that have tight hamstrings? Uh, yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> I don't know one that doesn't. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, especially, you know, yoga, yoga guys, and, well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. some elite runners, you know, that are hurdlers have incredibly loose hamstrings. Yeah. But, um, what if you just sat down in front of the TV and watched, you know, something for, you know, with your recorder, with your DVR, watched something for 20 minutes and just sat on the floor in a hamstring stretch. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes would satisfy your mobility and, if you wanted to, counts for exercise. Yeah. It's a different kind of exercise, but it is exercise. Sure. I mean, I've in the challenge, one of the things I do is I usually find one thing that I'm going to do one stretch or one sequence of poses, like say it's like sun salutations or something for my mobility piece for my 10 minutes of mobility. And I do the same thing the whole challenge. Hmm. So like one challenge, I held a squat for 10 minutes every day and I didn't, wasn't, I didn't, couldn't make it for 10 straight minutes, but I would accumulate 10 minutes in the bottom of a squat. Yeah. Another challenge I did hanging in a hamstring stretch, literally just, you know, straight legs. And I just hung upside down basically for 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, um, this challenge, I got something, my shoulders have always been tight and give, give me issues. And when and I got something called Indian clubs and they're two pound, they're super light. They look like, um, bowling pins. Okay. And you do these rotational things where you're spinning them and rotating oh, yeah. around and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, I've been doing that every day for 10 minutes. That's my, that's my mobility, uh, piece for 10 minutes. So, you know, you, you can be very creative with what you, what you pick and what you do and, and, and give yourself credit rather than berating yourself for not having, you know, done your 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 90 minutes of working out in the gym that you were supposed to do. And so it sounds like you still do the challenge yourself every, I do. Yeah, I do them all. So far I've done, I, you know, if we do, if we're doing five or six a year, I I don't know. I need, (laughs) I need, well, you know, here's the thing that, that becomes a lot easier after you've done, I've done 10 now or 11 is I, I just start scoring my life. You know, like this weekend, for example, first of all, we have three levels of nutrition. We have the performance, the lifestyle, and the kickstart level. I play the lowest level. I play the kickstart level, which means that I'm not, which means that I don't have to deduct points for, so the the way the nutrition category works, you start every day with five points, and for every infraction of a rule, you deduct a point. The performance level is... It's basically, I mean, the easiest way to understand it is it's paleo. We, we allow beans. We allow butter. We allow um, sweet potatoes. But basically, it's, you know, no sugar, no wheat, no dairy, no um, alcoholic beverages or juices, and no um, artificial ingredients. It's pretty, it's pretty restrictive, and it's intended to be challenging. Sure. The kickstart level gives you a lot more options. So 
I play Kickstart level, and I went to the Dodge. I went to the not the Dodger game. The Dodgers are out of the playoffs. Uh, I went to um, oh the I went to the Kings game last night, hmm. and on Saturday I went to the movies with my son, and we had popcorn, and and then we went out to we went and had a hamburger afterwards. You know, I just had some. There was some. There were some events that had I planned well, had I got my little cooler and brought my salad and I could have eaten well, but I didn't. And I just lost points and I'm not sweating it. And I'm not worried now. Now that comes with having done a lot of challenges and not really worried about it. And, and you know, there's a, there's a, there's also a, you know, and this is another thing that I think you learn after doing multiple challenges is how to, Give yourself latitude for the things that are important to you in your life while while still holding yourself accountable to high standards. You know, like I was willing to give myself latitude for both the popcorn at the movies and the King's game. I mean, I had a cheeseburger and a hot dog and, you know, like I lost four, four out of my five points. I lost a beer. I had a beer, um, I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my life. I enjoyed the event. I enjoyed my friends. I enjoyed, you know, um, I'm willing to give myself that latitude knowing that today I'm going to be, I'm going to hold myself accountable to a high standard. Mm -hmm. And I typically, I play kickstart, but I typically during the week I eat based on performance standards. I eat at a much higher level. So, you know, I don't believe that, that, constantly living under the under the thumb of trying this goes back to the perfection thing trying to be live under the guise of that you're either perfect or that you can't enjoy like enjoy life like partake partake in life fuck it's it's life is short you know your best friend gets married and you won't have a piece of birthday cake or wedding cake because you're in the challenge no have a piece of wedding cake it's it's okay. Yeah. It's great. Do it. Like it, it, the the joy that that will bring to you. It, as long as it brings you joy, right? Um, um, is is way more valuable, I think, than than necessarily holding yourself accountable. And look, if it would give you more joy to be accountable for fifty six days and not miss a point, okay, that's a choice you've got to you've got to make. That goes back into knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and knowing whether or not you are being effective for your set of, of internal rules, you know, because you can make a case that it's more joyous for you to see if you can make it for 56 days without, without missing in spite of all the, the, um, opportunities in your life to, uh, you know, eat shitty. Yeah. that's well, a, that that's valuable, but I think too again, the first word in whole life challenge being whole in life. I mean, you have to live a, a whole life, and if you go th- for a lot of us, myself included, if you go through uh, something like this completely restrictive, um, that you almost begin to obsess on what you're going without, and maybe right. not, and then it's unhealthy. It kind of becomes unhealthy and right. detrimental to your overall goals. Because you're thinking, oh, I'm missing out on this and this and this versus learning how to have those moments, but then step back in line. Right. And say, okay, like you said, I, I went to the hockey game last night. I, I have no guilt over that because I know that today I'm I'm hitting my 
10 plus minutes. I'm my nutrition, particularly my meal plan. That's for me, meal prep, you know, my plan is in place and Mm -hmm. I'm moving forward versus, Oh man, last night I blew it. Well, what's the point? Right. Giving up. And that was, I mentioned at the beginning that my, I I tried one of the very first uh, challenges that you put out to the public Mm -hmm. and that was my problem. You know, I I got uh, a little off. Uh, I think I did performance. I'm pretty sure I did. We only had performance okay. back in the back in those days. There was only one option. So, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah I, w- I I got I don't know, it was and it was still only four weeks. I think. No, if it was I remember eight correctly. weeks. Was it, was it eight weeks? Probably weeks? Only, you, only, you probably only played for four weeks. I probably only played for four <laughs> weeks. <then. laughs> All right, now yeah. the truth's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. well, trust me, this podcast is all about truth. There's there's no shadows left uh, for me to hide under. Um, but yeah, that was that was the negative uh, self talk that sabotaged me last time. Was um, was like, well, I lost my points, and you know, I'm uh, I'm already. Yesterday was bad, and then, and then today I made a, a I didn't plan well, so I made them off a point there, and I'm all. Why bother? Then, right? yeah, exactly. Why bother? Right? Why you just bother? quit. Yeah. Well, that's not very. I mean, we can't do that anywhere else in life, right? I mean, if I have an argument, if you have an argument with your son, or if I have an argument with my son, and he yells and screams and stomps off to his room, I can't just be like, all right, honey, I'm out. I'm done being a dad. Right. And, and walk away. Right. Can't do that. You can do it with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have too much of in the world. Yes. Like, I, you know, yeah. like. Which is, you can't, causes other problems. You but can't you, with your kids, right? Can't with your kids. I can't, as much as I'd love to, go to a call and uh, be in the middle of it and just decide that I'm done handling the call and I'm not going to finish right. my obligations there and walk away. Right. Can't do that other places. So um, I shouldn't allow myself to do that. And yet uh, we do. We, we yeah. do. We do. We, we quit on ourselves. And it's. And it's um, You're the easiest person to quit on right. is yourself. Right. I, and, and that's true for me, and I know that's so true for so many other people that we will go, cops especially, or, or military, right? I mean, you, you have partners, uh, you grow, you get indoctrinated, and you grow into this culture, uh, the buddy culture, the team. Yeah, you'll never give up on your buddy. You'll never. Right. You never leave a man behind. You never give up on your buddy. I did. Uh, I did underwater training, uh, navy navy diver training when mm-hmm. I was in the in the in the Marines, and uh, I mean. You will die for your buddy underwater. Yeah. You're under twelve feet of water, and you're doing problem solving, and they're coming down and hitting you with yeah. you know stuff. And I mean, you're not going, you're not going up. You pass out before you you, you go up to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yourself, you're much more inclined to. Yeah. like, I'm not going to make it. I'm I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, uh, on the way over here, LAPD's rolling rolling code to to something, and they're going to help somebody else, right? And they're going to help solve someone else's problem. They're not giving up on them. They're rushing to the scene. Right. Yet, I'd be willing to bet whatever cop was in that car was the first to give up on himself on, at something, you right. know, at some point. Right. It's just, it, I don't know what it is. It's not a cop thing. It's not, it's just a human thing. Right. It's a human thing. And Well, it's yeah. one of the things that you learn. Um, Mark Devine runs a program called Unbeatable Mind. Uh, yeah. You, do you know Mark? I've, I don't know Mark, but I've done his program. Have you done, been down to um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, Encinitas Seal Fit. Seal Fit. Yeah. Have you been down to no oh, the, the 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 three day weekend is called. Um, uh, well, he's got the twenty X and he's got the what's it called now? The um, I can't believe it blew out of my head. Anyway, it's a three day. It's yeah. like a buds buds. Oh, Kokoro. You're talking about Kokoro. 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 Yeah, Kokoro. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's one of the first things you learn there is if you can stay focused, you you can't win. You can't beat the instructors. It is impossible to keep your head above the water and to make it with, 
you know, in the context of just yourself. Yeah. But if you can figure out how to be there for other people, if you can figure out how to get out of your own way and then support other people, that's the way people make it. I mean, yeah. there, I mean there's obviously there's a baseline of fitness and capacity that you need to have in order to even go there. But, um, uh, you won't make it just on your own. It's, it's, it is a human, it's a human thing. Like yeah. it's a human condition. If you can figure out how to be there for other people, you both make it. Yeah. And that's why the teamwork in the whole life challenge is so valuable. It's a different feel, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not as obvious. It's not like we're going to die if we don't, you know, help each other get out of this situation. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the impact. And that's one of the, actually it's one of the funny things about the whole life challenge is, uh, you know, points become your, I'm going to die. Like I'm, I lost all my points today, you know, like, they become a very realistic number that indicate how you might how how the results of your choices today will impact your life ten years from now. Mm-hmm. So they they actually bring things into tighter reality. But I don't know. I got a little off track. No, no, that makes sense. It does. And um, but yeah, I, Greg Amundsen talked about that yeah, about how giving of yourself. Or being in service is, it gets you through that. A lot of seals have gone through the buds and said, "That's what what got them through." You know, yeah. when, they, when they stopped worrying about themselves and they started focusing on the team, that's when everything became. Uh, I'm not never going to say the word easy, but clearer. Right, and the right. goals became a lot a lot more uh, manageable. Right. Um. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a tough that's a tough thing to reconcile in your own head sometimes part of the process right so i have a question i like to ask you you've done a lot of programming mm-hmm. i mean you you had crossfit la for 10 almost 10 years 11 years 11 yeah. years yeah yeah um you've done a lot of programming for lots of different kinds of people so i always like to get um that perspective of a trainer's um um programming for law enforcement is it is it uh do you would you subscribe to something like just your standard crossfit workouts would you add something different would you take something away what would you well i don't know that there's a i don't know that there is a, such a thing as a standard crossfit workout well first that, of all. that's, that's true. one of the problems yeah. um you know the headquarters it, it, look back in the day there was a standard crossfit workout it was it was the it was crossfit.com yeah. and it was the where the workouts were were even though they were extraordinarily hard in the day, they were manageable by people that were somewhat strong and fit. Mm-hmm. They were still incredibly hard. Today, uh, they're not manageable. Most of the workouts you find on CrossFit.com, you know, they have to continue to program as the community gains in strength, as as the Rich Fronings and the you know top ten CrossFit Games athletes are able to do three, four, five wads in a day and um, the volume that they can do goes up and the work capacity they can do goes up and the, the, the types of movements they can do goes up. They have to continue to grow and evolve. And, um, you know, the normal person can't really follow those workouts. I mean, they, 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 there are some that they can, but it's it's very, very difficult. So I think that the CrossFit methodology methodology is the, you know, I, I hate to use the word perfect, but you following the CrossFit methodology is there is no better way to train for a law enforcement or military person, you know, using the ten principles of or foundations of of ten, uh, what do they call the ten 
principles of fitness, 10 things of fitness, uh, speed, strength, endurance, stamina, accuracy, power, agility. Um, I'm leaving some at balance. Um, they address everything. And um, so combining strength work with endurance work, with speed work, with um, a combination of, of all the above, and then addressing your weaknesses. You know, if, you, if you're habitually a weak runner, I would say as a law enforcement officer who's on the street, you, that should be probably something you focus on, right? As opposed to, you know, if you, if you have a 500-pound deadlift and you're Leo, but you can't run, you know, 400 meters without huffing and puffing, well, guess what? Guess where you should focus your training? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's 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 not a no-brainer. I mean, it is a no-brainer it, it, if you're willing to look at it. Yeah. Um. Um. But it, but it is. It 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 is. Uh. It can be very personal. Like, you, while you can follow general programming and benefit, you can also add in the things that are personal weaknesses for yourself and really focus in on those things and, and do yourself benefit. But I can't, you know, metabolic conditioning, strength, gymnastic control and, and strength endurance. I mean, it, what, what else is there, you know, and, and, and you're prepared for the unknown and the unknowable and, you know, in the, in the world of law enforcement and military, what, what else would you want to be prepared for? Sure. You know, like I can't, spinning's not going to do it. No. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and yoga's nice. Yoga's great for recovery, but if that's all you do, that's not going to do it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't help you carry your carry your gear. Run with run with you know thirty pounds of shit on your back. You know, yeah. or whatever you got to do. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like I mean, you sold CrossFit LA recently. Um, so, but it doesn't sound like you have a change in your opinion about CrossFit or no. your belief in the system at all. Oh my god, no! I, it's it's I, I'm constantly turning people on to CrossFit. I'm constantly turning people on to CrossFit LA. You know, I, I definitely feel that there's a difference between CrossFit affiliate boxes, mm-hmm. and, I, and I do have a very strong opinion about, you know, um, how to choose who you train with in terms of the the methodology of the of the trainers in the in the box. Yeah, but um, there there isn't there isn't anything better that I've ever seen. Like I still do it. It's it's not you know other than other than when I just go for a pure run. Uh, which is still, you could say is still CrossFit because I'm mixing it up on other days with other things. You yeah. Know? Um, if all I was doing was running, I would say, okay, I'm not really doing CrossFit anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, triathlon is kind of a cross, the CrossFit version of endurance sports, you know? Um, uh, so yeah, no, I, I love it still. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so one thing we've talked about a lot here and Trevor's been, uh, big on is, is kind of is creating a team or having your team with you right mm-hmm. and how uh, not only are we members of a team but we also have we have teams at work we have team at home with our wife and maybe our family and the kind of people but the the team that goes around you um, yeah, as kind of a law enforcement officer and Greg Amundsen talked about it too is uh, you know the importance of having a team mm-hmm. um, people who um, support you, give you some knowledge, give you education it's to, to me, the whole life challenge is, is, is almost like a teammate mm-hmm. in that it helps give you parameters and guidance. But, um, from your coach's perspective too, what are, I always like to ask this too. What are some of the people, not specific people, but types of people that you think, um, people need to have on their team? Hmm. hmm. 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Well, I think that... Um, Uh, I don't, I, you know, obviously I haven't prepared this answer. Did so I stump I'm just you? Start. No, no, I've <laughs> got so many thoughts going through my head of like all the options. You know, like the first thought was, well, you want you want to have somebody that you trust, that you, that you respect, whose opinion you respect, who's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would say like some sort of either a mentor person or a, you know, professor or somebody that's got more experience in life than you. You know, c- could be your grandfather or, um, you know, um, someone who you think is more knowledgeable than you are. You know, um, I would say a, and that would be the, that would feel kind of the knowledge category. I would say someone that is a, an emotional, emotional support. And that would, you know, be wife, you know, who's there to pick up the pieces when things fall, go to shit or that you share in your, um, you know, your regular, you know, your regular life with on a regular basis, whether it's your wife or your partner, you know, your best friend or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, I, I've had a person on my team that I pay for. I've had a coach. Yeah, this necessarily doesn't – paying is, is okay. <laughs> no, no, right, and which, which, which creates a different uh, kind of relationship. Sure. You know, like it's, it's very unfiltered and very – I'm paying for the unfiltered advice of my life coach. And I have one – I've worked with three or four different life coaches over the course of the last 20 years. And um, – uh, I'm paying for their unfiltered advice and that's different than my wife's advice. And that's different than a mentor's advice. Sure. Um, to me, it's, it's been invaluable. It's been an invaluable part of my team. And that's something you've had for quite a while. Yeah. I, I started with my first coach without really knowing I was doing it in uh, 1980, 1995, 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck this 20 years ago. I, I think I've spent un- unbelievable. I wonder how much money I've spent on damn <laughs> probably, coaches. Probably best not to think about it. I right don't want to think about that. No. <laughs> Jesus, if I had that money now, of course, I might not Maybe you have, wouldn't be where you are, though, right, either, right? Right. I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I think, um, yeah, a coach um, is, is such a uh, – something I'm coming around to as, a, as, a, as an important thing um, uh, starting back in – I mean, I've, we, I've had coaches, you know, in CrossFit we call the trainer or the gentleman, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. quote, yep. unquote. But to really have a coach, someone you could sit down and have a cup, cup of coffee with and be like – Who's okay, on your team. Who's like on your literally team. Literally on yeah. your team. Knows your life, knows your problems, knows your goods, bads, strengths, yeah. weaknesses. Yeah. And, and, and in some ways even leads other members of your team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for, so, you know, again, Traver being my coach in this sense, not just physically but the guy that I can sit with and go, hey, here's what I'm having a problem with. Yeah. And, you know, and he can say, you know, well, uh, you know – uh, this physical therapist is part of my team and like, okay, so go to him and, and, mm-hmm. you know, work out these issues here or, um, try this or contact this person or, or read this or, you know, yeah. kind of helps direct you in those ways. Um, it's, it's funny. And it always strikes me as interesting and also reassuring that people who are coaches have coaches, right? Cause even Traver has a, has a coach. Of course. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I didn't know that, but he should. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear he and, does. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, and they hired me actually. Him and Melzone hired me when they were first opening their box to be their coach. Yeah. I mean, I was I worked with them for they would come down, drive down to L.A., and I would work with them, and we worked together for I don't know six months or eight eight months. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. A sm- I think I you know you'd have to ask Traver, but I think it was the smartest money they ever spent. Like I I 
look at what they've done and how what they've created and what they're building continuing continuing to build and it's I, I'd like to think I helped <laughs> 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 maybe I did maybe I didn't but I think I did so yeah whatever it's good. I, yeah, it's yeah good practice it is and I think one of the fantastic things about CrossFit in general the, the community that comes out of it just that natural tendency to to um, to get together with people and then that that shared suffering you all go through to me is almost a force multiplier in that yep. I can go into that gym and I have I have people on my team that might just be temporary temporary people right uh, but I know uh, you know for, okay bad example but I know that uh, someone that I just uh, sw- uh, dropped blood sweat and tears with on on a hero wad is an accountant and I need an accountant on my team to help square away my finances. And now I have a member of that team from mm-hmm. the gym. Mm-hmm. And they may not be in and out of my life every day, but there's someone that you can call upon. Well, I was going to say even more so, uh, rather than, who, than what their occupation is, is having that sort of camaraderie around your physical experience mm-hmm. in your life is invaluable. Yeah. So, like, I don't know who, you know, that that's kind of the third. It's almost like the... the um, 12th man in football you know like the fans or the 12th man in, yeah. on, the, on the football team the the, the 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 player on your team that's the x factor is the the people that are part of this extended community that are part of your physical world but it's not really important it's not that there's any one of them that is the standout one it's the it's the presence of this community that's committed to similar stuff yeah. it's going through hell with you yeah. that's sweating on the floor that's that is showing up when they don't want to show up that is um you know uh and it and it and i would say physical is more the physical world stuff is more real than than you know like online but i guess it could be an online or a could be a in another context, I'm just having trouble seeing it right in this moment. But, um, uh, God, that's an invaluable, definitely part of my group, my, my team. Like I think of, you know, I don't have a workout partner. I don't have one person that I lean on for workouts, but I still take the 12 noon class at CrossFit LA four days a week. And whoever shows up, it's like, the, it's like, who's, who's on my team? Well, the 12 noon classes. Mm-hmm. Who is that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. For that day, right. It's that day. Like, the other day it was three people and it was two, the two people that showed up are two people that I have not worked out with in nine months. I haven't seen, I haven't worked out. They're not my level. It didn't matter. They, they were, they were my partners and that, that was the, that was, they were on my team that day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hadn't really thought about that, but that's kind of the. The twelfth man, I think that's yeah. important for everybody. Well, anyone who's gone through an academy and the physicality of going through an academy or boot camp understands that that shared experience of of, yep. of partaking in that together. And I think that's that was one of the most bonding experiences were those yep. you know insufferable seven mile runs uh, when you didn't want to be there and you and you were hurt. Nobody and, does. Yeah, nobody <laughs> does except <laughs> except for the one guy who was, sh- who was such a show off. You know, but. Right. but he and the instructors who were laughing at y'all. Yes. Yeah. From the back. <laughs> they weren't even trying to hide it. No. <laughs> uh, well, um, so the next one coming up, the next whole life challenge is coming up in January. It comes in January. Yep. January Where do people go uh, to find out more about that? They go to wholelifechallenge.com. There's a ton of information there. There's uh, you know, if I don't know when this is going to, this is going to post or air, but um, you know, if it, if it, if it does post, 
more than you know a month before the challenge starts there's a there's a ton of stuff on our site to prepare your life to do the challenge you don't really have to prepare you can just start but if you do prepare you know prepare your kitchen prepare your life get your get your food plan going figure out what restaurants or your you can go to start to think toward what your life's going to look like doing the challenge, yeah. y- y- you probably will have a better experience in the challenge. Yeah. So there's a lot you can do to prepare for the challenge um, um, on our website. And you can engage. You can actually subscribe to our um, – we put out a weekly – sometimes we publish articles twice a week uh, newsletter. So you can also subscribe to our newsletter there. And then through that too, can they will they be notified when um – I mean, is sign the up is sign up open now or is sign up open now? It yep. is open sign now. Up, so yeah, we, as soon as the uh, registration for the current challenge closes, the registration for the next one opens. Okay. So the next challenge begins on January sixteenth of twenty seventeen. Um, twenty sixteen. What I say, seventeen? Yeah. Oh, I'm way ahead of myself. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, January sixteenth of twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, registration's open now. And um, yeah, that's perfect. Well, this will be uh, early December. So we oh, line up right there. So ch- check out the website, and I'll post uh, that address in our show links as well. Great, um, awesome, and uh, and make sure that get people get to it. It's really an easy program to follow. Yeah, uh, you do get um, you have a lot of control. That's a good thing. Uh, it's a bad thing if you're not um, if you're not ready. Right, but if you're right. ready, um, and this is what I learned doing uh, a similar challenge through through my gym at later times, if you're ready, then it's, it's actually quite manageable. And then you start to quickly go in momentum and confidence as you go. Okay. I can do this. I learned my food. I've learned my hydration, my gratitude, that sort of stuff. It's a fantastic way to get people involved. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think, um, I, I highly encourage anybody listening who's wondering where to start, particularly with the nutrition, but just wondering where to start and get moving or get moving. Um, give this a shot and give this a try. Cause this is a great way to make those first incremental steps towards, towards, uh, towards some really positive improvements in your health. Andy, thanks for being here. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. been really uh, fun. I love these conversations. Another good stuff. Um, real quick too, uh, tw- Twitter or Instagram. Do you, uh, Andy Petronic? I'm very simple. I, I, you know, it's so funny. All these people have these creative names on Instagram yeah. and Twitter and I'm just Andy Petronic. You're just straight. So. <laughs> Quite, keep, keep it's it quite boring. We were, I, it was funny. I was having a conversation with my with my one of my marketing guys uh, for Whole Life Challenge, and we were talking about naming of a, another p- possible Instagram account for you know more educational and learning. He goes, he goes, I'm the worst namer because I just name them as literally as literally what they are, like Whole Life Challenge Learning Channel. Like, he's like, I need something cool. I need something cooler. I need somebody to come up with it. You know, like, and I'm the same way. Like. <laughs> Andy Petronic. Sometimes being straightforward though, and you know, it works. It, it works. It does work, but but you know, like it's not. There's no cool. Factor. You don't want some like Andy Petronic in Orlando who's got nothing to do with anything grabbing that handle, and then you know, <laughs> people true. going to find him and like, what's that's what's over this guy? He could you know, <laughs> he could be a scumbag or something. You <laughs> right. don't want people. Thank thinking God my that's name's you. not like John Smith. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'm just John Smith. Yes, Andy. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to episode 20. We are, like I said, just getting started. we got so much more to go, uh, so many more good things to go. For the show notes for this episode, check out thesquadroom.net, and you can sign up for the mailing list there. You can check out previous episodes. You can listen to episodes there from your computer. Also, text THESQUADROOM to 44222 to sign up for the mailing list. 
and please consider leaving a review on iTunes. We currently do have a contest going. It's going to run through the first part of January for an RP Strength diet template. Check out episode 19 in the intro to 19 and uh, guest Freddie Camacho for the details on that. Or click on uh, thesquadroom.net forward slash episode 19 for details on that giveaway of an RP Strength nutritional template. But I highly encourage you to check out wholelifechallenge.com. It's a really good program to start uh, getting into your fitness and changing those habits. If you sign up before January 4th, there's $10 off the registration fee. And if I can get myself motivated, I'm even thinking about trying it again because I had such a good experience with it when I went through it the last time. Again, I want to thank SB Tactical and the iCombat Training System for their support of the show. Check them out at sbtactical.com and watch the video of their active shooter training system in action. It's replication, not simulation. Any questions or comments, please shoot me an email, squadroompodcast at gmail.com. As always, we really appreciate listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Squadroom. And please share the show with some friends of yours and other partners that you think might be might benefit from this information that we're trying to get out there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay safe and take care of each other.